It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Nick Verzellini and Colin McLaughlin. It's Wednesday, October 18th, and we welcome you into the Sports Mix here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Colin, what's going on, man? We got a great show coming up for you. Head coach Terry Ray of the Washington Patriots is on the line, so we will be joined by him here shortly. Uh, We'll talk about high school volleyball last night. We'll hear from Coach Craig Hunter of the Jefferson Cougars as well. Wyatt Wednesday. And we'll talk some Caps hockey as they uh, are on the radio for the first time this regular season. Uh, Colin, so a lot to be excited about today on the show. Yeah, a lot to be excited about is our show brought to you by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. And in my mind, missed the most important thing, Nick, even though we're not going to get to it until the end of the show, and that's the Mountain State Derby tonight in NCAA men's soccer between the West Virginia Mountaineers and the Marshall Thundering Herd. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. But let's go ahead and bring on the head coach of the Washington Patriots football team, Terry Ray. Coach Ray, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk to you last week. Um, So can you recap your last game for us and I guess give us some of your takeaways uh, that you had last week? How are you doing today, Coach, as well? Hey, you guys forgot about the EPAC cheering competition at Musselman tonight. Ah, yes, we did forget about that as well. No, last uh, two weeks ago, yeah, we played against Martinsburg. Uh, hey, we played against Martinsburg. Uh, uh, Murph's a really good quarterback. They have a really good football team. Uh, defensively, uh, I thought we did pretty well other than, I mean, we did give up 68 points, but we're here and there with missed tackles, and we worked on that the entire bye week, tackling and going over mistakes we made in that game. Uh, offensively, we struggled a little bit. Our offensive line had some miscues. Our quarterback struggled, but uh, we tried to fix everything in the bye week last week. And with that, focusing in, what are some things that you can still learn in a game like that? Well, we did learn. Our kids didn't. We didn't stop playing. Uh, we played all four quarters. Uh, we kept pushing at it and kept playing hard. Uh, uh, Martinsburg's a really good football team. Uh, we we made our mistakes, and when you make mistakes, they're going to expose those extremely fast. And usually what happens, I think we had one, two, three, four one-play touchdowns because we missed one tackle or we had a misalignment on defense uh, two Fridays ago. And, Coach, uh, you mentioned that you guys had to buy this past week. Um, what were some things that you feel like you were able to work on during the buy We worked on getting healthy for one. We had some guys that were banged up. Uh, we, they got to rest a little bit. But we worked on fundamental stuff where we've been making major mistakes all year. Tackling was one of our big things. Offensively, communication with our offensive line and our quarterbacks. Uh, we, we practiced four out of the uh, five days last week. We gave them Friday and Saturday off. Uh, Monday was a real light day. We watched film. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we packed our lunch and we went to work fixing stuff and preparing ourselves for Hampshire. And with that being said, what have you seen so far from Hampshire as you guys get ready to take uh, them on Friday? Uh, Hampshire's a pretty good football team. Uh, they, they played a, a, a competitive schedule. Uh, offensively, they've done a little bit of everything this year, what, what we've seen. Uh, defensively, they've ran a 3-4 and they've ran an f- even front 4-2. Uh, 
they're they're a tough football team. Uh, I've coached against them the last three years when I was at Berkeley Springs. Uh, they're always going to bring their A game to you. Coach, we were able to see their game against uh, Berkeley Springs on Friday, um, and you mentioned it. You know, this is a team that it seemed like they were throwing the ball a lot toward the beginning of the year, and then they came out with some wishbone uh, this past week and still threw the ball pretty well against Berkeley Springs as well. So. Uh, how difficult is that to prepare for when you know a team can run so many different offenses and throw a lot of different things at you? Uh, it, it could give you a headache. I tell the kids all the time, we're 4-2 multiple, and I teach by formation. So they can come out in any formation. We're setting our defense up to the formation, and then we'll play the playoff or run keys and pass keys. What does your team need to execute then to get the win against Hampshire? We definitely got to limit turnovers. Our offense has been struggling the last couple of weeks. We got to figure out and get a spark and get ourselves moving. Uh, defensively, we just need to clean up mistakes and tackle better. Coach, where, how would you evaluate uh, the team so far, heading in as you just had your bye week and, and knowing that there's only a few games left in the season, just your progress from now, and especially uh, with your young quarterback as well. Our quarterbacks are—they're getting better. They're learning. Uh, they're learning more and more on how to read coverage. Our, our line, because we had a couple guys banged up here and there through the year, we've had some communication breakdowns. But they're learning the system. Uh, running back-wise, I thought we've done well. Wide receiver-wise, we've done really well. It's just cleaning up little stuff. Uh, our biggest thing with evaluation-wise at this point is we think still there was about two or three games that we should have won this year that we just made so many mistakes we dug ourselves a hole that we just couldn't dig out of. Uh, uh, and we're looking forward to the last three weeks of the season and see what we can do because, I mean, we have Hampshire this week. we got two EPAC games in Musselman and our rival with Jefferson. All right, Coach, before we let you go, last week since we missed you, we started doing some fun questions to get to know coaches more than just on a coach level. So last week our question was, what are your favorite meal to have? So what's your favorite meal, Coach, and why? I, I am a panay and uh, meatball kind of guy. I'm Italian. I like a lot of Italian food. Well, that's good with us because we're both Italian as well, Coach. So, <laughs> uh, But then our question this week was, what kind of music do you like to listen to? I listen to about all genres, but, I mean, I always go back to 90s grunge. All right, Coach Ray, appreciate the time, and good luck against Hampshire this week. Appreciate it, guys. So that was Coach Terry Ray of the Washington Patriots as they prepare for the Hampshire Trojans this week. Nick? Yeah, definitely uh, should be an interesting game. You know, Hampshire, I thought, showed some real good stuff uh, when we were able to see them on Friday. I think their ability to run a lot of different offenses um, can, you know, really throw off a team. But I like how Coach Ray answered how his team would respond to that. You know, if they're kind of just reading their keys, it doesn't, and you don't overcomplicate things in terms of, okay, they come out in this formation, we're going to do this, and if they come out in this formation, we're going to do this. Just kind of stick to your your uh, typical defense and just read your keys. I feel like that's the right way to approach it when you're going up against a team that's running so many different things. Um, so I think that was a that will be a good approach for them. Um, that would be my main concern heading into this game. I do think it's very much a toss-up um, just because, you know, Hampshire's gotten some wins. Uh, none of those wins have blown you away necessarily in terms of the level of competition, but you could say the same thing for Washington. So 
it's definitely a winnable game for this Patriots team. I feel like they've gotten a lot better. They're coming off of a bye. Um, but Hampshire will be a, a good challenge for them. I think it should be pretty competitive. And even if neither of these teams end up making the playoffs, which it doesn't look like they will, um, you know, it can help build some momentum heading into next year, especially for a Washington team that's young, has a new head coach, seems to be buying into the program, though, and getting better. So I think there are some things that they can continue to work on, and, and this will be a good game to really have a more equal level opponent opposed to what you had with Martinsburg, which wasn't really, you know, honestly at this point, a team that you could compete with. So I think this should be a good matchup for them. Let's now hear from the head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Craig Hunter, as Nick and I sat down with him yesterday afternoon. We're now joined on the Sports Mix by the head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Craig Hunter. Coach Hunter, your team with a hard-fought win over the last week, 35-28 over Millbrook on the road. What were your takeaways from that game? Uh, you know, just the fact that um, I thought we played uh, pretty much, I would say, a good football game. Uh, you know, we were clean. We were resilient. Um, you know, um, I thought we fought hard, stayed with the game plan. Um, the kids showed um, a lot of, um, I would say, a lot of grit during that game um, to come out with the win, um, just sticking with everything and uh, being disciplined as far as defensively and the assignments that they had uh, going against a single wing. Um, offensively, I thought we um, we stuck with everything. We didn't take uh, too many chances throwing the ball down the field when we knew they were going to play eight, nine yards off of us. Uh, we stuck and hit all our um, all our short routes. As I would tell the quarterbacks, always take the candy. Um, so I thought we took the candy um, and played well, and played hard, and played well. Coach, we talked about last week how we knew it'd be a competitive football game against Millbrook. Overall, your team's now been in a lot of good games this year. How do you think that prepares them for this final stretch of the regular season and uh, the postseason? I'm hoping it prepares us well for that uh, for that stretch. Um, you know, uh, we've been in some tough games. Uh, we've had some adversity to fight in some games. So um, hopefully it's, we've seen everything um, enough to the point where if we see it down the road, the next couple of games, we'll see it in the, in the playoffs and we'll be able to adjust to it um, and take it and, and fight through it. This week, your team comes in now seventh in the state, sitting at five and two. Only a few games left this year. Is your team where you would like them to be, or are there still some things that you feel like you want to see them get better at? I mean, we can always get better at some things. So, I mean, you always want to see your team get better uh, throughout the year. And um, even though we're getting down late in the season, I don't think any team would say they're exactly where they want them to be as far as, you know, Team-wise goes. I mean, we can always get better at certain things. So uh, I feel that you know we're we're in a position to be where we want to be, where we need to be. But still, some things we can clean up and get better at. Coach, we've talked about um, in the past, and you kind of mentioned it in your uh, first answer about the quarterback play and and Dylan Harris's development uh, since taking over the job last year. Do you feel like he's really progressed, and in particular in the Millbrook game, what did you like about his performance? Um, I thought, like we, like I said, I thought he, um, we stuck with we stuck with the game plan. You know, 
Um, we didn't, like I said, we didn't take too many shots. We didn't try to take shots down the field. Um, it was we took the candy, as I would say, take the candy, take what the defense gives us. Um, if something wasn't there, if it wasn't there, he got out the pocket and got out of there. Um, you know, I thought he did the um, read option pretty well. He ran that touchdown for read option. Um, so I thought he played extremely well this week. He, uh, you know, another step in the right direction for his progression. Um, so, you know, you just need to keep everybody, not just him, but everybody just needs to keep getting better every day. Um, we always say every, every day is an opportunity to get better. So what are you going to do with today? So, um, you know, that's what we're going to always try to do is get better each day. Let's look ahead now to this week's matchup against Musselman. What have you seen from them so far? Uh, you know, Musselman was tricky because Musselman was doing a certain, a different style of offense in the beginning of the year. And now they changed the offense, much reverted back to what they were doing last year now a little bit uh, with some still some things that they were doing a little bit this year. Um, you know, Musselman's always a tough team. It's always a tough team for us. They always We always battle hard. I expect um, them to come in and be very physical. Um, I expect them to come in and give us a hard-fought hard, hard game. Um Basically, mainly because they're they're fighting for their playoff lives right now. Um, they're they're on the fringe. They're either 16 or on the fringe of getting in, um, and I think that's what they're going to come in uh, with that aspect of playing spoiler for us and trying to get themselves in. Um, so I feel like we're going to have to be ready for everything they throw at us, um, and they're going to play physically, defensively. They're going to blitz us. Uh, we got to be ready for all that all that stuff and. Um, be ready to get the ball to our guys in space. We got to be able to establish the run um, and handle um, their their no, I guess their 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 veer game that they're going to run at us inside zone slash veer game. They're going to run at us with their um, inside counters, um, or everything like that. So and I think we got to be ready for anything they're going to throw at us, just in case you know they throw some trick plays at us because they, they are in the situation they are in right now. Like I said earlier, fighting for their playoff lives. Coach, when you look at this team uh, for Musselman, they've definitely had some struggles offensively over the last few weeks, but uh, their defense has been really good all season long, or at least since week one, it seems like, uh, has been the strength of that team. What do you think they do well defensively that make them a, a tough matchup? Well, I think their um, their front line play is good. I mean, you figure offensively uh, they're good. You know, you have uh, the Pollard kid, you have Troy, we're good at what they do, um, and, and they just they just run to the ball. I mean, they're aggressive and they run to the ball. Um, and when they get there, they come there with bad intentions. So I mean, they're aggressive. Um, they give you different looks up front, and they um, and they'll blitz you at the right time. So you know, like I said, if you're not ready for the blitzes or what they're going to do with you, you're not ready for their physicality, and you don't match their physicality. You know, um, it could be a long day for you. Um, so that's you know we got to match their physicality, their intensity. They're going to come in there with. Um, hopefully, hopefully it'll be a hard-fought football game. What do you hope to see your team execute to get the win? Um, just execute the game plan that we put we put in place this week. Uh, I think if we execute the game plan. I think it'll put us in a situation, uh, a good situation to win the game, a good spot to win the game. Um, we have a pretty good game plan put together um, defensively and offensively uh, that we think hopefully can, can work uh, to uh, ca- counteract what they're going to do against us. 
So hopefully we feel if we can if we can execute that game plan, eliminate mistakes, um, and match their intensity they're going to come in here with, I think we'll give ourselves a chance to win the game. All right, Coach, we're keeping up the uh, fun questions again this week to end the interviews. So uh, our question this week is, what kind of music do you listen to? Oh, shoot. Um, I am an – I mean, being that I'm an older older gentleman, um, growing up in an era where there were no – I would say there were no, I guess, distinct radio stations, and sometimes everything was played on one radio station – um, I can listen to just about anything. I, mean, I have a preference, but I can listen to anything. I listen to classic. I can listen to. I listen to classic rock. I listen to country. I listen to R and B. I listen to some rap. Um, you know, I listen to gospel. I mean, there's all kind. I listen to all kind of genres of music. Uh, my philosophy is, um, if the person who I'm listening to can actually sing, then I can actually listen to that music. All right, coach. Appreciate the time and good luck this week. All right, thank you. Appreciate you. That was Terry Ray, followed by Craig Hunter, head coaches of Washington football and Jefferson football, respectively. And shout out to Coach Ray for reminding us the regional championship for cheerleading tonight at Musselman High School starts at 6 o'clock as we step aside and take our first break here on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Brought to you by Parsons Ford of Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Now, back to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We welcome you back to this Wednesday edition of the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini and Colin McLaughlin on the show here today. Colin, we had high school volleyball last night. It was a good one between uh, Martinsburg and Musselman in terms of, again, Martinsburg was able to win a set, and it felt like at times that they might be able to take another set and maybe even force a set five, but it ended up going four. Um, Kind of a back-and-forth kind of match. I mean, the way... Set one started. Martinsburg had a big lead. Musselman came back to make it close and then ended up falling to the Bulldogs. Set two was the exact opposite. Musselman had a big lead. Well, except uh, Musselman held on there at the end. Martinsburg came back and then Musselman took set two. They ended up taking set three and set four. But um, it was a pretty competitive match, which is what we have really seen this year. Uh, that more teams in this area are competing on a night-in and night-out basis, uh, which is setting up for what should be really interesting when we get to sectionals and regionals here in a few weeks. Yeah, not only did Martinsburg take another set from Musselman for the second time this year, they took that first set, so they were up one nothing, which hadn't happened in a long time. I think, actually, the last time that happened was when they took two sets back in, I believe, 2008-2009 is what I sent to you guys last night, and then Musselman took the final three that time around. But Musselman still was able to get the win overall, 3-1, to one, still looked like the better team with fewer mistakes, even though in set three, honestly, I thought Martinsburg collapsed, unfortunately, for them at the end uh lose that set 25-23. They had control, but... 
just let it slip, and you can't let that happen when you're taking on the defending state champion Musselman Appleman. So they go out, get a 3-1 to one win. But I agree, it seems like Martinsburg has definitely improved this year, has become really competitive, even though in set four it just kind of looked like they had lost their confidence, lost their stamina, and Musselman capitalized and dominated that final set to get the three-set victory to one for Martinsburg. But overall, enjoyed that last night. Yeah, I think uh, we do have to give credit to Musselman for getting the win, considering that they didn't come out and get off to a great start. Martinsburg was firing early on, and then they did turn around and really got better as the match went on, it seemed like, for the Appleman. So that is the, the strength of this team that I think will ultimately probably push them over, and at least when it comes to the rest of the teams outside of Hedgesville. Like, even if you take that first set, can you keep it up for a full match? And the answer is typically no, uh, at least when we're talking about EPAC teams. So I do think the Appleman's ability to recover from that first set, lock back in, you know, clean up their mistakes and, and play better as the match goes on and continue to put the pressure on Martinsburg even with the one-set lead that Martinsburg had and and the fact that they were battling throughout the second set and and were able to make it close. Uh, Musselman just keeps that pressure up, and I think that will be the difference when it comes to the other EPAC teams. Now, Hedgesville-Musselman this year is a really, really close. Like I almost lean toward the Eagles in some ways. Uh, but it's almost hard not to, especially after the last time we saw him. It was yeah. Hedgesville getting a sweep. I do think there are some things that Hedgesville has that make them very tough. But ultimately, you know, you never really pick against Musselman. It's like even in a year where it seems like they could be not down, but maybe a little bit less dominant than they've been in the past. But it's like they still have Martz as their head coach. Uh, they still have great players yeah, on their side, Yeah, they had big games too, last night so. from, it looks like uh, Ada McCoy did a great job. She had 19 kills last night, as well as Kaylee Chrisman with 12 kills. So they played great up front. And then aces were also a big difference last night. Musselman with a total of 14 to Martinsburg only getting five. Yeah, so I think, like, Ultimately, it does come down to those two teams. And just since we've seen Hedgesville sweep Musselman, you know, you lean toward them right now, maybe. But it's hard to pick against the Appleman, like I said. And we'll see what happens, I believe, next Tuesday. And we'll have that match, I believe, Hedgesville yes. taking on Musselman at Musselman. If Musselman were to come out, get a three or four set win, then that would mean us mean that we're pretty much even on the year and we wouldn't really know how to think about it. So definitely excited for the rest of volleyball i think those potentially two or three more matches that we get between those teams is going to be really exciting but martinsburg spring mills jefferson washington they're all getting better which is good to see as well that wraps up this segment of the sports mix brought to you by orsini's home store not just an appliance store anymore cabinets and design bedding outdoor living family owned and operated visit them at 360 hack wilson way or online at Orsinis.com on the other side of this break. It's time for another edition of Wyatt Wednesdays. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Everybody's excited why Wednesdays is back. I mean, what a great day to be alive. Malachi Brown, he's got a good block from Wyatt Pelicano. Brown, a first down and more, and out of bounds inside the 20-yard line. Shepard with the well-executed swing pass. You never order Chipotle online either. Oh, uh, no, you don't do that. That's a, that is a cardinal sin. You are asking to get ripped off. We welcome you back to the Sports Mix. It's a great day to be alive. It's Wyatt Wednesday here. Shepard coming off of a good win over Millersville. Nick Versley, Kyle McLaughlin now joined by Shepard offensive lineman Wyatt Pelicano. Wyatt, how are you doing today? Oh, my goodness. If I was any better, I would be twins. Let me tell you. I mean, it's Wednesday. It is game week in Shepardstown yet again. I mean, what more is there to be excited about? If that's not enough to excite you, I think you might need to go get checked out by the doctor or something because something's not right. It's homecoming week, too. So, a lot of excitement. Yeah, of course. How could I forget? Silly me. Look (laughs) at that. Homecoming week at the crib. Let's go. Yeah, everybody, you got a lot of people. Actually, yeah, I knew that already. We got got some dudes, some alumni coming back that I know about that have already reached out. So, yeah, we're we're all excited for that. Not just football alumni, either. Brenton Doyle's going to be in attendance, so that should be exciting. The member of the Colorado Rockies, uh, he's having a meet and greet, so that will be cool. But, um, Wyatt, let's talk about the Millersville game before we get into this week. Uh, great performance, it seemed like, for you guys, considering at halftime, you know, things were tight. It was 3-3. Three to three. You guys weren't really moving the ball, um, but you got that field goal right before half, and then momentum really shifted and coach McCook talked about it you know you guys were able to score in all three phases and anytime that happens uh, it's going to be very tough to beat a team and and obviously I think you come away with it feeling really good especially about that second half yeah I mean we feel amazing about it um like you guys said I mean in coach McCook's words too like I'm trust me we heard him as well you know, anytime you can you can be productive on the scoreboard in all three phases, yeah, that makes you a very difficult team to beat. So that certainly helped. I think another huge factor for us is uh, no turnovers. We did not put the ball on the ground or lose it in the air once um, for us. So we won the turnover battle, which is always, again, that's going to make you a very difficult team to beat when you're winning turnover battles. Um, so that was extremely important. And in the rain makes it even more important. And we learned that, obviously, at Kutztown. Um, and I think that that showed that we're, we've definitely put the work in to, to be better in, in, in tough weather conditions. Um, so I, I thought that that was a phenomenal team win. Uh, everybody was excited about it. We, we got to, I think we made progress in the run game. I think we made progress as an offense. I think we made progress as a team. So that's always, that's always a good win. That's what I was about to get into, Wyatt. Not only progress in the run game as the running backs combined for over 150 net yards, but also the offensive line only allowing two sacks this week. Just talk about the progression there, too. Uh, yeah, obviously, I said last week, you know, that is a stat line that we take. The, the Both of those are stat lines, though, that we, we own as a unit, you know, because as an O-line, we don't, we don't have a stat column, so we take pride in those, even though they're not always totally in our control. Uh, that's something that we take a lot of pride in as a unit. And uh, it was definitely exciting to come in on Sunday and see on the board uh, that we reached our goal for our rushing yards, uh, which is something that we have we've done rarely this season because obviously the sacks will take off of the rushing yards, and we were we were able to keep it just a two. That's still not the number we want. The goal is zero. That is that is the standard here at Shepherd, and uh, that's something that we are going to keep getting better at. So we we aren't really uh, excited with that number. 
Um, it is improvement from last week, but we still, it's not the standard. And and the standard is the standard that's not changing. So we have to keep working to get better there. Um, But as far, we were most definitely uh, excited about the progress we made in the run game. And you mentioned the running game and and with it being the best rushing performance of the season for your team when you look at the total net yards. um, I guess, I mean, that shows i think it seems like you guys are starting to get that identity in the run game back uh that maybe was missing at the beginning of the season not that you were having bad games on the ground but to have that breakthrough game and and get both running backs really looking good um that's got to be exciting for the offensive line because we know offensive linemen they love to run the football yeah absolutely you know there's not i don't think there's a person well i mean I don't want to. I don't want to say that because I know Coach McCook will always say that there's not a person on the field that wants to run the ball successfully more than him, and I believe it. But uh, running the ball is tough as a concept. You know, what I mean, like when you look at it, it is a lot easier to get chunks of yards in the air. It, I mean, it comes with a risk, but running the ball is always like it's tough. You got to have all five linemen in sync. If you got tight ends and fullbacks, they got to be in sync with the O line, and then the running back has to sync up with them. So it's a lot of collaboration, but when you can, when you can, when it clicks and we can do it effectively, which we did last week, I mean, it is beautiful and things will open up. And I think we are really like our backfield is really starting to uh, click and get in stride as well. I mean, we're looking like we're looking like the old Giants back in the day. We got a Mob Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs in their prime back there. Uh, those dudes are are doing the job that they're supposed to do. Uh, we did the job that we were supposed to do, and it and it, it resulted in abundant success, which is what we wanted. Wyatt, what was maybe said or what changed mentally in the locker room at halftime to give you guys the boost as a slow start in the first half compared to a tremendous second half? Um, I don't know if it was so much a speech. As, I mean, I've, I've said to, uh, to the guys, and I know that, that they believe it too, uh, that I, there's really, I don't think there's a team in D2 that can beat our offense when we're clicking, right? And that that's all it is. So we went into halftime and the coaches made the adjustments that they needed to make. Uh, that's all stuff that's way above my pay grade. You know, that's why they get paid to, to be here uh, and, and do what they do, you know. So they, they made the schematic changes they need to. But it wasn't it, there, there wasn't a big movie speech. You know, there wasn't it – was, it, it doesn't take that sometimes. Sometimes it's just the adjustments were made that needed to be adjusted. The energy was the same. But when you start to get the, the good results, right, that we weren't finding in the first half – well, the energy will naturally go up with that. And to me, there's nothing that can energize a team more than when you just physically dominate the run game. You know, when you have, when you have those, the big dogs come off the field and they're fired up, and we were most definitely fired up after that drive where we ran it down the whole field and scored on the run, right? I mean, that, that'll, that, that brings juice to the whole team. They love seeing that because that's, that's a lot of big dudes and a lot of big energy coming from, coming from the position group. So I think that that was a help. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think the coaches did their job. You know, they went in a half, watched, and they were keeping a watchful eye over the whole first half. They knew what to switch. They made the right switches that we needed and uh, put us in the best position we could be in to make the plays we needed to make. Well, let's talk a little bit about Westchester, a team that has been one of the better programs in the PSAC during their history, and uh, they have typically a, a pretty good defense. What are you seeing from them this year? Yeah, uh, they're a solid defense. You know, they got they got some dudes. Uh, they got some dudes in the backfield that can that can really fly around. That could definitely cause problems for us uh, up front. Um, they're they're very good at hiding pressures. Uh, they they do a good job of bringing different people, different places. 
They're very versatile. Uh, they have multiple fronts that they're that they're comfortable in. You know, so that's a challenge. They're comfortable with a four three and and down in the odd stack type deal three three, uh, which those are two those are two they can they can definitely cause challenges for us. So uh, we're going to be on our P's and Q's, and I, I know that um, we we're going to be locked in and ready to go and handle whatever they give us. What's the scheme or the plan for this week? Uh. Yeah, I don't really, you know. Again, that's kind of above my pay grade for the most part. But I know that uh, I know that if if we do what we're coached to do and supposed to do, uh, we will definitely find the success we had. For us, I mean, Shepherd football is going to play Shepherd football. You know, a lot of it doesn't change. We're we're extremely balanced right now. So uh, with our run and pass, which is which is a very good thing. So the game plan is is kind of the same. You know, like I said before, the standard is the standard. We're going to go out there and run our playbook. And uh, and try to have as much success as we can doing the things that we know how to do. Because even though they are versatile in their fronts, they're both fronts that we have seen before, and we should be able to handle business in. So uh, that's I think the game plan is just to execute what we need to execute. Well, right, good thing it looks like the weather is is going more toward not being rainy like it was originally supposed to be on Saturday. So that will be good. But also homecoming, like we mentioned, um, does I mean obviously. You guys are fired up for every game and every home game at Ram Stadium is usually a pretty good atmosphere. But does homecoming add any extra uh, fire to the fuel or fuel of the fire, I should say? Yeah, yeah, I think it does. Um, you know, that's one of those things. Homecoming is it, it's what makes it, it, it's it's the reminder that we're playing college ball. You know, I mean, it's a reminder that we're we're still playing this game at an amateur scholastic level. You know, and and it's something to take pride in the school. You know, what I mean, it. it changes the energy from this is for the team uh to this is for this is for the whole brand you know this is for us as a as a as a more than just a football program but as a school um so that's something that i think maybe could give you a little extra juice uh but like you said man we we really do try to approach everything the same uh we're we're respecting these dudes just as much as we would respect uh, any of the teams that we we could potentially see, you know. So we're gonna prepare. We're gonna prepare to win because that's that's what we do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there is maybe a little bit. There's a little bit more juice because you obviously it's it's like a it's a it's a protect this house type of mentality. You know, you don't you don't lose on homecoming. We got to hold it down for the alumni coming back and show everybody that Shepherd football is still Shepherd football and represent for the whole school. Wyatt, I want to circle back to something that you mentioned earlier, and that was all the different goals that you guys put up on the board on a weekly basis. What are the goals that you guys have up there, all of them, uh, so far for this week? Uh, well, the goals don't really change, you know. So the goals are, are like I said, like that's kind of how we operate. You know, the standard is the standard for us. Uh, that that is like the the bar is the bar. Um, they don't change depending on who we're playing. We want to be able to dominate in all phases of offense, defense, and special teams uh, to the same degree every week. You know, so uh, the goals go across the board for us. It's as the offense, um, and it and it handles all all positions. You know, quarterbacks, two O line, everybody. You know, and it keeps us accountable and shows us it, it's a it's a nice, honest look in the mirror because the numbers will never lie to you and they'll tell you exactly how you're doing. Uh, and that's why it, may, it means a lot to us as an O line when we do finally get to when we when we reach those goals, you know, because uh, we don't have a lot of stats to take pride in, and that gives us a sense of a sense of responsibility to make sure that we reach those goals. 
Wyatt, you mentioned uh, when we started the interview about uh, some guys you knew were coming back uh, for this homecoming game. Is there anybody that maybe you played with that you're looking forward to seeing uh, after the game on Saturday? Yeah, absolutely. I'm. Uh, I'm actually was just talking to my man Jack Baxter. He said Kyle Smith is going to be there, and uh, I'm actually so excited to see Kyle because he's been he's been uh, traveling the world a little bit. He's been going on a he's been pretty much on an adventure. He's been backpacking through Europe. He's been away from his phone and everything. So I'm excited. I'm sure he's got some crazy stories to tell. And then uh, that's just the one off the top of my head. But I'm sure that there will be many many others. And it's always good to see everybody coming back. Wyatt, I want to ask if you got the opportunity to watch an alum in Tyson Bajan as he took the field uh, last week against Minnesota or not? Yeah, so I, I only got to watch the replay, unfortunately, because, you know, we keep a pretty busy schedule on Sundays We because uh, our, our day off of care activities is Mondays, so we got to stay busy on the days that we're allowed to. Um, so we were actually in meetings the whole time, and Coach Klein had yelled out in our team meeting that Tyson was in. Uh, we had some dudes that were tracking his stats, and then we, I did get to see the replays after after we were done for the day. And uh, I mean, yeah, he held it down. You know, he did. He did what we thought he was uh, gonna do. You know, he. I think he played uh, a pretty solid game. I know he owns that interception more than anything, because I mean, obviously that's that's who he is. You know, so that that he's gonna he's gonna show up and work, and, and I think he's gonna lead the Bears to a win this week. That is my prediction, and it's not even a prediction. I I know it's gonna be true. So you can you can mark my words on that. Tyson Bajan is going to deliver a victory this week. <clears throat> yeah, you mentioned there's a great chance that he's going to start this week with the uh, injury to Justin Fields. So I know, like you said, you know Sunday's a day that you guys are practicing, you're working. Uh, but is there any plan to watch the game uh, as a team if Tyson is starting and playing? Um, I haven't heard anything of the such. I would absolutely love that. Um, but obviously that's not up to us. That's a, that, there's only one guy that's in charge of all that type of stuff. And that's, that's the head man himself. So, uh, if he, if he was down for something like that, I'm sure all the dudes would definitely be excited and, 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 uh, to happy to do it, but we still have, uh, preparation and stuff that we're going to have to do for our next week. So it'll be up to him, but man, that would be really, really, really cool. Why we uh, talked about last week some off the field things, and you talked about like roommates and how obviously football players room with football players. Uh, who's your roommate? Uh, so I actually have two roommates. Um, I live with Malachi Brown and then uh, a non football player, which is ironic because obviously the conversation we had last week, but it is uh, close to uh, a guy that's definitely close to the program, Tanner Lucas, Ty's twin brother. Is there anything you can tell us about Malachi that we wouldn't know just from talking to him about football? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he's a pretty open book. You know, he. Uh, you can kind of you get what you get what you see with him. You know, or what you see is what you get. He's not really he's not really hiding any personality traits or anything. He's he's a he's pretty open about the type of person he is. So I don't know if there's anything that he's necessary that I, I would know that other people wouldn't. You know, he. Uh, he is as advertised. He he is everything that he claims to be. So <clears throat> I don't think so. All right, Wyatt, appreciate the time as always, and good luck on Saturday and homecoming against Westchester. 
Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys, man. That's Wyatt Pelicano of the Shepherd Rams as this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Visit them online at HagerstownFord.com. Back for our final segment of the Sports Mix right after this. I got a table for two. Now, back to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. <laughs> Did I go over? Yes. <laughs> be banging the table over. It there. wasn't... Oh, okay. But the other thing didn't go over, right? No. Okay, good. Just Not that that was bad or anything, but it was just... frustrated or something? No, I was finishing up the memory post that we had from Jim Klein. Oh, yeah. And at the end, it said, happy birthday to my mom, which would be very confusing because it's not my mom's birthday. And I don't think it's his... Yeah, if it's a memory, it's his mom's birthday. Yeah, so happy birthday to Jim Klein's mom. Exactly. We know she tunes in quite a a bit. I don't know if she listens to the show or not, but we know she turns into the games. Um, But yeah, back to, to life as we know it, Colin. Um, Caps get a win last night and or they're playing tonight excuse me yeah they gotta win i'm ahead of myself they gotta win the other day uh they got the flames tonight early season matchup two and one calgary one and one washington no that's monday's game you are mixed up now are you sure ottawa tonight oh i am all messed up yeah they beat the flames they They play ottawa ottawa's two and one though correct yes okay so So you got that down at least i knew that but the Flames were who they played the other night. Okay. Yes, they sting- extinguished the Flames. There we go. Yeah. But yeah, they get to play tonight on the road. The start, uh, it goes Ottawa, and then I believe Montreal on Saturday. So let's see how the Caps can do on the road after starting off the year one in one. I, I might tune in. I, I probably will from a distance because at the start I'll be – since it's the same time as the WVU Marshall game, probably watching that a little bit just because of the rivalry and how well those two soccer teams have done this year. Um, But for the Capitals, they just need to get off to a quick start or at least a better start than they have. Even if they don't score in the first period, as long as they're not giving up too many goals in the first period and putting shots on goal that was the only thing is not really putting pressure in that first period so i want to see them off to a better start than they did even though they did win last game in a shootout yeah um definitely you know looking forward to seeing how the Cavs play i think it it will be good because we'll have it on the radio tonight for the first time in the regular season so uh, that should be fun if you like to tune in and and Walt John Walton does a great job. So, yes, he does. Uh, definitely will be an exciting call. Um, but in terms of you know the matchup, it's early seasons. So I think for the Caps, just continue to make progress. Game one wasn't very good against Pittsburgh. Game two was a lot better. Um, it's still though tough to tell you know how good everybody is this year and just uh, what you're going to see from your team. So you've mentioned it in the past, Colin. You know, continue to see progression from the goalkeeping. Uh, will be important tonight and you know maybe you can get Ovechkin rolling a little bit get yeah some, that's what get I was about to say going. too get Ovechkin a few goals maybe tonight too get him off to a 
hot start as he's making that great chase to the great one. Yeah, but Marshall men's soccer traveling to WVU tonight and a huge in-state rivalry match. Um, these teams have gone at it quite a bit over the last few years. They've been two of the best programs in college soccer on the men's side. So, you know, of course, Marshall won a national championship a few years ago. WVU has been very competitive with the herd and they've beaten, they actually beat the herd that year that they won the natty. So, um, you know, it, it's, a it's a fun matchup. I have been there in Huntington for it. And it was always a sellout, so I would expect to sell out again. Uh, and there was just like a ridiculous amount of people there, from what I can remember. Yeah, I, I know we don't typically talk about this, but felt the need to because Marshall undefeated, number one in the country. Yeah, it's in state. West Virginia, too. number five in the country, also undefeated. So, yeah, in state rivalry. Looking forward to seeing how tonight's game goes at uh, Dick Delesque Soccer Stadium. So yeah, neither of us are college soccer fans. You know, we're not naming off players or anything like that. I mean, the only thing I really know is that Coach Grassy's still the coach at Marshall, and he's done a great job uh, building that program because they used to not be good at all. And as somebody that covered the team uh, at the beginning of his tenure, and now to see where they're at now as just a consistent winner is very impressive. And I, I know WVU has built a really solid program as well. So it's interesting. They're both in the MAC too because of the Big 12 not having soccer, or they're both in the Sun Belt now, uh, and the Sun Belt has soccer. So it, it's a cool little rivalry there. Yep, that wraps up today's edition of the Sports Mix tonight on Talk Radio WRNR at 4 o'clock, the Touchdown City Show. Mountaineer podcast to preview WVU against Oklahoma State. Following that, our replay of the show. And then after that, Capitals hockey as they take on the Ottawa Senators for Nick Verzellini. I'm Colin McLaughlin signing off of today's edition of the Sports Mix on WRNR Martinsburg and TV 10.